On Crook and Chase Nashville Chats, a visit with global superstars Brian Kelly and Tyler Hubbard of Florida Georgia Line. Now, they've made history with their music and have been just as successful offstage. However, there's one thing they've decided they won't do during the pandemic. You'll learn what and why. Plus, a chat about what they'll explore next and fashion, family, and out of nowhere, butt skiing. <laughs> it's Tyler and BK with CNC. Listen and subscribe on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Dear Young Rockers Season 2 is a raw, honest, strange, and entertaining story about finding yourself in your early 20s and a lifelong relationship with music. It's hosted by me, Chelsea Erson, and is executive produced by Jake Brennan of Disgraceland. Dear Young Rocker comes to you from Double Elvis Productions and iHeartRadio. Listen to Dear Young Rocker on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right. The Bobby Bones Post Show Pre Show. I was reading a story about how hugs and handshakes could be gone forever to strangers. You're still going to hug the people you love, which I I do not like hugging folks I don't have a relationship with. Pre Corona, I complain about it all the time. I see you at work for eight hours, and I just happen to run into you at the ice cream place. I don't want to give you a hug. I didn't give you a hug when I saw you today. Why am I giving you a hug? Because there's dairy around. So I just am not that. So I'm I'm pumped. I never liked handshaking. You're like taking all the germs and smashing with all their germs and then creating a cocktail of the germiest germs. Ugh, yeah, I know. I, I, and also, let me say this while I'm, on a, while I'm on a roll, that when artists come in to play for us now, I love that I don't have to get up and touch them. I don't have to hug anybody. I believe a hug is very sacred. I love a hug. I love hugging somebody that I, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to hug. But I feel like we're just throwing them out and they're worthless. Mm. So, and I'm just so happy that an artist comes in. I've met twice in my life. He's got a song at ni- number 93 on the chart. And I got to hug him. Like, play your song. Let's see if you're any good. Let's go. Then get out. And I do like him. But I, I'm not. Best thing about this, two things. One, Caitlin, the, the coronavirus, because we wouldn't have lived together. We wouldn't have been, if this wouldn't have happened, we'd have still probably been dating a long distance. Mm-hmm. You know how I am. I'd have just been like, I don't know. So that, that has been one of the positive things to come from all of this negative. And then two is, I'm not shaking anybody's hand. I've been shaking a hand in month of Sundays, my grandma used to say. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, the chief nurse here says that hugging except for those you live with is out. At some point in the future, we may see hugging again, but not at this point. Handshakes should be ditched in favor of alternatives such as elbow bumps. The elbow bump's weird. Just do the fist bump. Mm-hmm. Elbow bump, you have to get closer. Just yeah. practically speaking, if you were trying to keep away from Corona, you can extend your arm out. Heck, man, you're cutting half your arm off that distance with the elbow <laughs> bump. Need for that. So that's that's what's up. Some people still do extend for the handshake, though. That happened to me the other day, and I didn't understand, and I didn't know what to do. So I shook their hand, but then I sanitized. Oh, I'll just go right to that open hand with a fist. And just like, punch and just, it. And just write to the, oh, here you go. Or I just yell it out. I'm just very deliberate about it. Here comes the bump. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I have to do, I find myself doing kind of like the alligator arm wave. You know how alligator arms are shorter? Awkward. Yeah, but yeah. if I do that, then it kind of, I'm already waving, and I just keep my hand close to my chest so that they don't try to do anything more. Because yep. it's, I'm, I'm hard, I am a hugger. Yeah. Regardless. 
So that's been in a handshaker and all the things. So that's weird for me. Uh, speaking of hands, a mom breaks a dad's hand during labor. Have you seen this story? Oh, no. Oh, squeezing it. <laughs> squeezing it because you hold the Did wife's hand. Did you hold hand. your wife's hand? Absolutely. Did it hurt? No. I mean, she squeezed it, but no, she didn't squeeze it to the point where it hurt. But, I mean, that's that's so, it's funny. You don't think about it, but that's important. Hold your wife's hand while she's in labor. A new dad let his wife hold his hand while giving birth to the twin girl. She squeezed pretty hard. Broken hand. He didn't realize it at first because his adrenaline was pumping so much. The x-ray confirmed the break, and doctors thought it was hysterical when they found out what happened. Oh, my wow. gosh. She's strong. Uh-huh. Uh, but his wife failed to see the humor. In fact, she got so upset that she that he went to seek treatment. Because um, <laughs> it was her day. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> Not a good time to have a broken hand when you have a new baby. Uh, let me mention this. Every Friday, I put out a podcast called The Bobbycast. It's a music podcast. And it's last week's episode's up now, and it's still relevant to this week because it's all the new music that comes out. So every week I do the top five releases that I'm excited about. We mention all the rest too, and we always bring in some artists to talk about things music-related. Uh, you can subscribe to that now. It's called The Bobby Cast. I would love for, for that to happen. We're bringing back our very popular segment of uh, music trivia against the musician. Adam Hambrick is 2-0. and uh, He's also the one hitting me in the face with the basketball oh, he's on the, the court. One? Yeah. Hit me right in the nose. We're, Was it a foul? No, 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 no. Oh, okay. So what happens is you shoot, and I had... And the next person's ready to shoot, right? Because mm-hmm. we're playing this game called Knockout. And two people threw the ball at me at the same time. One from my nuts, one went in my face. Oh, my. So my reaction was to cover my jewels. And as soon as that happened, boom, right in the face. Yeah. It was like you punched a, a plastic bag of blood. But if you pick, you have to pick one, you'd think you picked the right one to cover. Yeah, because yeah. uh, my nose <laughs> not going to have babies anyway. So I'm just got to protect that down there. But uh, Adam Handbrook's coming back. He's 2-0. A listener hasn't beat him yet in music wow. trivia. Uh, so check out the Bobbycast. Uh, Amy's Four Things with Amy Brown. That's on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Every Thursday, a Four Things episode comes out. And then on Tuesdays is a Q&A episode. Uh, the, the Sore Losers, Lunchbox, yeah. Eddie Ray, their sports show. Mike D has Mike Movie Mike's Movie Podcast. Um, that's it for now. All right. Enjoy today's show. Bye, everybody. <laughs> On Crook and Chase Nashville Chats, a visit with global superstars Brian Kelly and Tyler Hubbard of Florida Georgia Line. Now, they've made history with their music and have been just as successful offstage. However, there's one thing they've decided they won't do during the pandemic. You'll learn what and why. Plus, a chat about what they'll explore next and fashion, family, and out of nowhere, butt skiing. <laughs> it's Tyler and BK with CNC. Listen and subscribe on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Here we are, and Eddie's back. Morning, studio. Morning. Morning. Eddie's back in studio. Um, I'll get to that in a second. Amy, how are you? Doing good. How about you? I'm pretty good. We had ordered this. I say we. Now she orders, I order, you know. But uh, Kaylin had ordered a stroller for Stanley, my bulldog. We went on a walk a couple days ago, and the dog wasn't in the stroller. So a lot of listeners were hitting me up going, what happened to the stroller? Well, here's the situation we're in now. First of all, not a huge fan of the stroller, but I've accepted the fact that I don't have to be a huge fan of something to support it. If she really wants to push the dog in a stroller, then... But it's this. He doesn't walk a long time before he gets tired. He's a big old fat bulldog. And I said, he's not just going to sit in the stroller. Like, you got to push the stroller and have him walk beside you for a while. Then when he gets tired, put him in. And she's like, no, I think we'll just put him in the stroller. He ain't going to stay in that stroller. The dog has a mind of its own. So she has the stroller. Ordered it. 
we saw on our security thing that the the mailman tried to bring it in, but we have gates like around our house. You can't even get in, you know, near the near the house. And so he couldn't get in, so he couldn't drop off the stroller. We weren't there. So I was like, okay, well he'll come back the next day. Came back the next day, we weren't there. It's middle of the day, both working. Couldn't drop off. Now I'm hoping that dang thing gets sent back to the stroller factory <laughs> after two misses. Oh, it's not. What happens it. to it though now? It, they'll keep trying to deliver it. And you tell you're telling me that the United States Postal Service, who right now is struggling more than they should have to struggle, is going to hold on to a stroller. So it was coming via USPS. Yes. Yes. I don't know. You'll have to ask a postal worker. But I would assume the way FedEx or UPS works is they continue to come until you get it. But what do you think the guy's like? Oh, forget these people. And just well, I think <laughs> after a certain amount of times, it just goes back. Oh. I'm hoping that time limit is two. <laughs> so we shall see. Yeah. What? I've been completely supportive of it. I just you I, haven't even used it yet, though. <laughs> I know you're but, being supportive of the fact that she ordered it, but you know it's genius because when Stanley gets tired, you have to carry him, right? Yeah, she just wants to go on longer walks. I thought she told me on Sunday night. You can tell me if this is true or not. I promised I'd go on a walk with her. I'm not a big walker. If I'm going to go walk, I'd rather run. Like I don't need to just take in nature and have a walk. And so I said, Yeah, I'd be happy to go on a walk with you. So on Sunday night, we go for a walk, and she's like. Well, Amy was going to come, but she doesn't think you want to hang out with her because you hang out with her every day for five or six hours a day. And I was like, that's not true. I'd hang out with Amy walking. Oh. Well, I mean, I just told her. I said, she said, I want to test out the new stroller. We should have it by then. I guess I I didn't. This was before the mail incident. But she said, well, no, you should come because he promised me that he would go. And I thought, oh, gosh, like he's promised her. He may want time with her. And I was like, look, Caitlin, we'd be happy to go. But I come with a husband, a dog, two kids, and I don't want to crash your walk time with her. So I said, we're together every single day. So I just want to make sure if if I go that he's cool with it. Well, we'd have loved to have had you. (laughs) Because again, we. That's me looking out for you, though. No, no, we don't leave the house. I mean, we once a week, we'll try to go to Olive Garden. And then I come to work. But other than that, I don't leave very often unless I'm going to go to play golf outside. We just aren't, I'm not leaving because I'm just trying as hard as I can to make sure I don't get coronavirus so my TV show doesn't shut down. And so we're together all the time. It's great. We spend okay. a ton of time together. I just, that is. I see. You should be like that's that's a real friend looking out for me and my girl time. And although you guys are getting a little too close for my liking. Okay, see. <laughs> but you, uh, no, I'm just saying you two are becoming too good of friends that you're. I don't feel it's like it's not you're, my fault no, that no, you got a cool girlfriend. I don't feel like you're on my side and like I feel like you have you're now issue by issue with both of us and you should just be blindly on my side. We have been. Oh, friends. I thought I was Switzerland. No, no, we have been so close for how many years? 15. 15. 15 years. And now there'll be times where I'll say something and you'll be like, no, I need to know. You should just blindly follow your BFF. Okay. But you're not going to because <laughs> no. you hang out with her. What do you want me to say I'm right now? Just, okay. Yeah. I don't. Him. All I have left know. is Eddie and he has Corona. Well, I guess he doesn't. <laughs> no, no, no I'm done. I'm done. He's, yeah. I don't have that anymore. You know, something surprising about Eddie. I'll talk about it in a second. I, I was reading some comments about Eddie coming back on the show and I was so surprised by something. We'll do that. What? And like a segment, yeah, <laughs> okay. like a segment or two. There's just something that I cannot place about you. Interesting. On this show. And and I was reading a bunch of comments, and I'll get to that coming up. Okay. Now, let's get going here. You ready? Yeah. But this conversation makes me think that we need to have another conversation, about, not on the radio. About what? 
Just, well, just, I'm just loyalty, making, <laughs> blind loyalty. No, this, I'm, I'm very, I'm very happy that you guys are close. She doesn't have a lot of close friends here. She moved here, doesn't know a lot of people, isn't able to meet a lot of people because of, you know, coronavirus. And the fact that she was able to become friends with my best friend is fantastic. Well, I mean, I feel like that's naturally going to happen, yeah, but, but I'm got- just glad that she, like, it would be really rough for all of us if, like, for whatever reason, she wasn't cool. Oh. <laughs> That would be so Well, yeah, that would be really rough. But yet you really loved her, you know, or whatever. Whatever you do, you really liked her strongly. Like, she, it it would just be so hard because we'd probably have to be like, what do we We, do? Would we tell Bobby, though, you think? I I think eventually. (laughs) Hey, Bobby, your girlfriend sucks, man. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I hate to tell you this. I don't know if we can tell him that. That is not the case. And I'm telling you, I'm, I'm practicing gratitude right now, recognizing the things that I'm thankful for. And that is one of them. Okay, let's get going here. Here's a question I got. Hey, Bobby, what book made a huge impact on your life? We can go around the room here, and I'll give you a couple. Uh, the The Four Agreements was pretty cool for me. It's an easy read, kind of resets me. I read it once a year. And then How to Win Friends and Influence People by Dale Carnegie, just because it's the same for 100 years. Like how to actually, like it says, win friends and influence people for for what you're trying to do. And it's been the same for 100 years. Technology be danged. It's all still the same, all the principles. Those two probably for me. Now, we're eliminating the Bible from any question. Right, because Jesus in the Bible always wins in all these games. Yes. Because Amy hit me with that the other day on the who's a dead person you want to hang out with. (laughs) She's like, Jesus. And I'm like, well, duh. (laughs) It's always Jesus. Jesus and Tupac. Yeah. Yeah. Amy, uh, what book, if I'm asking you, had a huge impact on your life? I would say Daring Greatly, one of Brene Brown's books. Brene Brown's books. Yeah. Uh, probably because it speaks so much on vulnerability and showing up and being yourself. So, which I struggle with sometimes. I would ask Eddie, but I think he's read one book in 10 years. And I'm not making fun <laughs> of you, but that's, we've talked about that on the show, right? Yes. Yeah. I don't, I don't read very much, but I do have a book that's kind of changed my life a little bit. Go ahead. And, and that's Jimmy Buffett's A Pirate Looks at 50. I read that around high school, like right after I graduated high school. And it's a, it's a, a book he wrote when he was turning 50 and how he was celebrating 50 years of life and how he's just continued to just live a very carefree but positive life. And he kind of gives you a guide of how to do that. Mm. And I feel like I've kind of buffeted through life a little bit. That's an interesting term, buffeted, because Eddie's buffeted. I wasn't making fun of you, by the way, for the books. I was just saying, because no, listen, not everybody's you're absolutely right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not trying to hate on you. Uh, here's another question. Bobby, do you think Kaylin would still date you if you decided to start wearing a fedora every day? <laughs> Why? Well, it's just an interesting question. Like, do we feel like people that wear fedoras are goobers? <laughs> um, I feel like she would have me stop wearing the fedora. And but what then, if you didn't want to stop? I think she'd still be there, but it'd be close. Yeah. I think she would get used to it, I guess. Kind yeah. of be your thing, and she would just accept it because... That would be tough, though. Mm-hmm. Um, here's one. Hey, Bobby, I'm not a sports guy, but what creates a high school football rivalry? Um, I think the answer would be proximity, right? Yeah, and then level of goodness. How do you say that? Skill level? Like, you're not like going to be a big... <sighs> like, a 4A school is not going to beat up on a 1A and say we're rivals. Is right, because they could be close together, but if they're not the same 
level of skill. So class, mm-hmm. they're all in class. Classes and proximity. Our biggest rival was Jessville High School, and they were super close, and they were like the rich white school. And we were like the poor black school for the most part. And so there was a pretty big rivalry there. And they were just the closest. It's hard to have a rival that is all the way across the state, huh? Yeah. So I would say that. Is your husband excited about football, by the way? Is he still looking yes, for Yes, he loves football. Next month? Yeah. Is it, is it next month? Mm-hmm. I need to prepare myself. <laughs> hey, listen, if we're, if we're still going, it is. Yeah. I'm actually excited for it this year because, yeah, it gives some sort of normalcy if we can figure it out. Yeah. And, yeah, God, my husband still had scrudges from his high school rivalry days. The the place that Caitlin and I have now that's a little cabin, it's in our rival town. Mm. Is that hard for you? Um, I mean, I went, I TP'd their school the first night I was there. We got our place. So we went over, just yeah. rolled it, spray painted it. Just addressed it head yeah, on. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, no, nah, it's not that hard. It's fine. I don't care. Yeah. Um, what, what, what did your husband hate? I think he just still, well, there's, um, my sister's husband played for the rival school. Yeah. Well, he, my sister's husband was at Westlake and then my husband was at Bowie and they just, uh, there's still scars and wounds cause he, they would beat them a lot. And then one time our pastor made fun of it, like at a church service, kind of like, Ooh, rough game the other night boys. Cause they were both sitting there and like my husband still has a grudge. <laughs> Which is him, speaking of getting vulnerable, which is him getting vulnerable. And I'm kind of like, get over it. But I probably need Tell to be like. Tell the man up. No. Remember that? No. Yeah. What I need to do is say, hey, let's talk through this. Like, yeah. what are these feelings you have from high school that you should let go of? If you have any questions you'd like to ask us, like those right there, you can call our voicemail line, 877-77-BOBBY. This kid from Georgia, he's in fourth grade. He's the youngest person to ever pilot a hot air balloon by himself. Eight years old. But eight years old also should be second grade, which is crazy. This yeah. kid must be advanced. Can you imagine sending an eight-year-old by themselves up in a balloon? No. And, like, my son's 10 and so tiny. I feel like if you stood up in the basket, he couldn't even look over it. JT Head, eight years old, has just become the youngest person to ever solo. He took his record-setting 20-minute flight, soaring 400 feet for a mile and a half. He learned to fly from his dad, who's been piloting balloons for decades. His dad owns a hot-air balloon company. Here is JT on the news. By the way, the other kid was nine who had the record before him, wow. talking about beating it. You have to be really prepared because you need to know what all the handles and buttons do. He's done quite a bit of preparation for years on this. And when he got back down to earth, he had a call to make to Bobby Bradley, who broke the record at nine years old back in 2011 in New Mexico. When I was four, I said that I would beat his record. He wrote JT a note and says, well, you did it. He, he said, you told me you would do it, and I guess you've done it now. Here's the question I ask before we get to the easy question of would you let your kid do it? How the heck is this not illegal to let an eight-year-old go <laughs> flying up in a balloon? How is that not illegal? Yeah, yeah I have no idea. There's no rules on, yeah. on hot air. It's just like uh, international waters. <laughs> international air. Yeah, hot air balloon. <laughs> just, you just go and do whatever you want. You can fly up there and commit crimes. No, yeah, uh, Your Honor, I murdered him up in the balloon, so we, we're good. Here. We don't have to. We're not <laughs> we going can't to touch that. That's not yeah, our I'll, jurisdiction. You know what? <laughs> Case dismissed. <laughs> How is that not illegal? I have no idea. Amy, and eight, you, what, what do you, you think when you hear an eight-year-old fly in their balloon? Too young? Yeah. I think if there should, maybe if there's an adult on board that just sits there and doesn't touch anything, 
but like an adult that's there to help manage if something were to go wrong. Eddie, your kids are how old? <laughs> I have 12, I have a seven, and I have a six, and then a one. Do the seven-year-old. Any chance? No, no chance, man. Like, I don't even let him walk around the neighborhood. Much less <laughs> go into the air, <laughs> hot air balloon. I thought that story was funny. <laughs> uh, here's the thing I was mentioning about Eddie. I, Eddie's been gone because he's had coronavirus. By the way, welcome back. Thank you. Thank you. Good first, to be back. First time back in, like, almost 50 days. Yes, it's crazy. <laughs> Eddie got coronavirus on vacation in Florida. He's been gone. He just kept testing. It was just positive, positive, positive. Uh, oddly, another one of our friends who got it is now negative after like two weeks, three weeks. Yeah. So like, it's just different for everybody, yeah. huh? Yeah, that's what they told me. Some people, they get over it real quick. Some people have it for up to two months, three months. Pretty crazy. Rarely does anyone beat me here except for a couple of the producers. Mm-hmm. And the first one here... In the morning, I'm just knocking out things, so it's just easier for all of us. However, Eddie was here before. Never happens. Eddie was here. He was so True. excited to get to work. It, I pulled up, and his Jeep is just sitting in the It, it was line. like first day of school, you know? Like pick, I picked out my clothes last night. Like, all right, I've got my jeans out. Because I hadn't worn jeans in like 50 days. Like, really haven't worn jeans <laughs> to leave the house. And so I picked out my clothes. I got up early. And plus, I wanted to just make sure my computer worked before I got here. Did it? Yeah, everything was good. Yeah. Here's my question about Eddie, because I was looking at comments. I was very excited that Eddie was coming back, because I think Eddie's super quick and funny and witty. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> Thanks, Ray. And obviously, he's one of my best friends in the whole world. I just don't understand why Eddie isn't universally beloved by our listeners. Oh, interesting. There's just a, there's a section of them that just can't stand you for some reason. Uh, I, I think... I why think, is that? I think I know who those people are. Okay. I, I feel like the show has like certain kind of listeners, like the the ones that like the show, and then the lunchbox listeners. You know, like the, <laughs> there are the people that are like lunchbox who like just are very serious about things that like I don't really care about, or very opinionated, and I don't really care about. So I think those personalities don't just mix together well. I think that's it, because I'm pretty chill, you know. And sometimes I think you are too. So you I mean, why do ones... you think, I'll ask you, why do you think Eddie's not universally beloved? Because he's the nicest guy. I have no idea. But I'm trying to piggyback off of Eddie's theory. And so <laughs> you're, you think that Lunchbox fans are the ones that don't like you. Because there's one person that I argue with the most on this show, and it's Lunchbox. Like, for sure. And so I think that the people, when I argue against Lunchbox, the people that really love Lunchbox and the way he thinks, take his side on things, and then they just hate me. I don't know that that's... Well, what do you think it is? I don't know. I don't know. Maybe sometimes he seems like he's playing the side of he's trying to be nice all the time, and it makes yeah. him off as a little bit inauthentic. And I think people like authenticity more than they have to like having to agree with you. Like I'm gonna tell you the truth. You don't have to like me for what I say in my opinion, but I'm gonna always say what I feel, and I think you'll respect that even if you don't always agree with me. Does that make sense? Yep. I don't feel like Eddie lives by that all the time. Well, it's tricky because, like, I was talking to my wife about this. Like, uh, last week when I was struggling with, like, corona, it had been, like, four four weeks, five weeks of testing negative or whatever, or testing positive. And I was getting frustrated. And I can hear me, you know, talking to you guys very frustrated and very upset. And, like, even you guys are like, he just sounds like he's in a bad mood. And, and I don't, for some reason, I don't like to live my life that way. Like, I don't want to put my bad mood into your life. I don't know what the deal is. I was just surprised you weren't more universally beloved. Yeah, I don't know. Weird. Mute my heart. But it's okay, though, yeah, right? Heart, like, are, don't some people like, like, not everyone likes everyone on the show. Some people like certain people more than others. Yeah. 
And a lot of people don't like me. <laughs> <laughs> but yes. Yeah, I'm glad you're back. Eddie, welcome me back. Too, dude. Thank welcome you. Welcome back. Dun, 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 dun. What if we reimagine the word citizen not as a weapon to divide us, but as a verb inviting us all to wield our collective power? Pretty dope, huh? In this time of pandemic and revolution, you may find yourself frustrated at high levels of corruption and inequality, at our inability to get basic things done, at the persistence of systemic racism. You are not alone. I'm Baratunde Thurston. I've produced for The Daily Show, advised the Obama White House, and screamed way too much at my screens. Now, I've made a show for us. In it, we highlight people mobilizing their communities, having an impact on some of the biggest challenges we face. We offer you ways to get involved, and we remind you that we the people have the collective power to change how our society works and for whom. Listen to How to Citizen with Baratunde on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Bobby Bonshaw. The latest from Nashville and Hollywood. Morgan number two's 30 Second Skinny. Maren Morris is working on her next album in quarantine. I'm just trying to be patient and enjoy this time at home that I don't get normally. And um, yeah, write songs to fill up the time and start working on my third record. And we'll get back on the road when it's safe and get to appreciate it more. TJ of Brothers Osborne is looking for the good out of the pandemic. It's wild. You know, this will all pass at some point and we're going to look back on history and be like, look at all these little things that were made because of it. And it's cool. We'll be able to reference this moment in time. The winners of the 2020 iHeartRadio Music Awards are being revealed during a special over Labor Day weekend. Country artists up for multiple nominations include Maren Morris, Luke Combs, and Dan and Shay. You can check out all the details at bobbybones.com. I'm Morgan number two. That's your skinny. It's time for the good news. With Amy. Tell me something good. So Molly Gross is a police officer in Indianapolis, and she's a canine officer. And her and her dog, Lando, they have 74,000 Instagram followers at canine underscore Lando317, in case you're curious. But she got involved in a pay it forward challenge because she shops at this grocery store and saw that Caleb Harris, one of the clerks there, went out of his way to help a blind shopper. And she thought, you know what? I want to get my followers involved in blessing this guy. So she put a call out to her people. And within 48 hours, she had $4,700 donated to go just give it to him as a tip for being an awesome clerk. And he was shocked, pumped. He's going to use the money to buy a car and give the rest to his mom, who's currently battling breast cancer. So huge blessing to him and his family. What's her Instagram name again? At canine underscore Lando 317. L-A-N-D-O? Yeah, yeah, that's the name of the dog. That's Isn't that cool. so cute? Yeah, that's a good story. That's yeah. what it's all about right there. That was Tell Me Something Good. Bobby Bone Show. Bonehead. Story of the day. This story comes to us from Clearwater, Florida. A week and a half ago, someone walked into a Speedway convenience store, reached over the counter, and stole 13 scratch-offs and ran away. They had no leads until a couple days later, same guy comes back to cash in a winning $30 ticket. To the same store? Same store. And don't they have to be activated before? No, not scratch-offs, but they have the barcode, so they it, if they oh, scan it anyway, it, it would have been it would have come up as stolen anyway. But he walked into the same store that he stole it from, 
for the $30 ticket. Not a $500 ticket, a $30 ticket. Well, he did got in trouble for both. Yeah, either way. But yes, the $30 one. Yeah. Yeah, so what happened with him? I got arrested for stealing and... I wonder if they hold him there. They're like, yeah, we'll get your money. Hold on one second. Yeah, they did. They they said, hold on, and they had the cops come to the store and arrest him. Mm, there you go. I'm Lunchbox. That's your bonehead story of the day. You know, so many listeners call and leave us messages or they call and talk to us live. That, and they give us feedback, which I just appreciate so much. So we're doing two segments today from listener feedback. Uh, this game we're about to get into, 90s country songs. But we also have, because somebody said, hey, why don't you do more of a good morning to everyone except <laughs> where we pick out some knucklehead who did something stupid, yeah, like angry. We're going to do that coming up too. But I just love when you guys call us and and suggest segments or say things like this. Here you go. Morning, studio. Hi, Bobby. I was just hoping that you guys can send a huge shout out to all the firefighters fighting all of these fires in California. Our state is on fire again. They're all over the place. There's ash falling on cars. People are losing homes. So if we could recognize all those that are helping to save as many homes and people as possible, that would be amazing. Yeah, big shout out. Love what you guys are doing. I don't have the guts to do it. Thankfully, somebody does. Yeah, for sure. Here's one more. I just wanted my parents to know how much I love them. And because um, my, my mom works her butt off, and so does my stepdad, my dad, and his husband. They work their butts off just to give me an amazing life and my sister. And I just wanted to thank them. And my mom listens to every morning on her way anywhere that she goes. So I just wanted to let them know how much they are loved. Oh, cool. That's the coolest kid call we've ever That's had. Legit. I know. How she... often does a kid actually understand what's going on and go, appreciate you? It's rare. Oh, That's would... Charlotte in Maryland. What are you going to say? I would love it if my kids were like, oh, man, <laughs> mom, you work your butt off for us. Thank you. No chance, Amy. No, I know, right? Ugh. Yeah. So hit us with those voice messages. If we can't answer your call, leave it. 877-77-BOBBY. All right, let's play a game. All right, we have two famous 90s country artists celebrating a birthday today. The first one is Billy Ray Cyrus. How old do you think Billy Ray is? 50? Woo! That's too high. Yeah, no, no, no. I think he's in the 50s. 52. 56. Billy Ray Cyrus is 59 years old. Oh, today. my God. Oh, that a boy? He's so great. Looks wow. good. Wears the cowboy hat down, got the big beard. Yeah. yeah. You wouldn't know. No. Yeah. Nice. And uh, Jody Messina. Okay. Who we love in the studio. She love comes her. in, she's a firecracker. How old is Jody Messina today? Oh. 51? 48. Uh, 52. 50. Oh. Yeah, you guys are much closer on that. Good job, Lunch Man, she can still. <laughs> I was just guessing. Just come in and sing the yeah. crap out of stuff. Yeah. So happy birthday to both of them. In honor of that, we're going to play the first line of a 90s country song game. These are all really famous country songs from the 90s. I'll give you the famous opening line. You just got to give me this song. Amy, Lunchbox, Eddie, back in studio. Come on. Ah, what the crap. Morgan, you're in too, even though you were born in the 90s. Morgan, by the way, how you feeling about just doing your job today? It feels great. I feel like the world has been lifted off my shoulders, and it feels awesome. Okay. Uh, song number one. Baby, all I've got is this beat-up leather bag. Just need the title of the song. You don't have to get the artist. If you do throw it in there, great. But if you miss it, that counts as a wrong answer. So be careful on your brags. Mm-hmm. Baby, all I've got is this beat-up leather bag. All right? I'm in for the win. Hang on, I don't know. 
carrying your love with me? Well, Morgan's still writing her answer down over there. I didn't call I for an you answer. you pointed at me. I was like, are you in? Ah! <laughs> Did you know it? Nope. <laughs> well, we'll see when it gets to her if she has it or not. Uh, Lunchbox? I have carrying your love with me, George Strait. Eddie? Dang, I have clear blue sky. <gasps> wow! Oh, no! Oh, yeah. Yeah. Morgan. Wow, I just got here. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, I had strawberry wine. <laughs> All right. Amy won. Lunchbox won. Uh, Eddie and Morgan Zero. That song came out in 1997. Baby, all I got is this beat-up leather bag. Jam. All right, everybody in. Here we go. Number two. Papa drove a truck nearly all his life. That is the first line to a very popular 90s song. Papa drove a truck nearly all his life. Morgan's got both hands on both temples. <laughs> Lunchbox head is still down. How did you know if you're done, if your head pops up? Lunch is still down. Morgan is... Oh, lunch is up. Yeah, I think I got it. And now Morgan is in. You got to be in. All right. Okay. Amy. Papa loved mama. Lunchbox. Papa loved mama. Garth Brooks. Eddie. <laughs> Papa loved mama. Good direction. Oh, Morgan's <laughs> over too. All right, 1991. Here you go. Papa drove a truck nearly all his life. You know it drove Damn. mama crazy. Okay, this is an easy one. Morgan, are you trying to get on the board here? I'm trying. Okay. Out in the country, past the city limits sign. I'm in. Out in the country, past the city limits sign. Surely, Morgan, you have this one. Come on. You're going to go first. Oh. If you miss it when you're just eliminated from the game. Uh, that's fine. Go I'm ahead. not doing great. Probably outside the jukebox. Uh. <laughs> what year were you born, Morgan? 93. Well, this song came out in 91. I do love 90s music. I just can't seem to find the rest of the song. <laughs> She's been eliminated. Mm. Uh, Eddie. Uh, I have Boot Scoot and Boogie. Yeah. Lunchbox? I have Boot Scoot and Boogie. Amy? Boot Scoot and Boogie. Nice. Okay. We got a couple left here. Here we go. When I was 14, I was falling fast for a blue-eyed girl in my homeroom class. When I was 14, I was falling fast for a blue-eyed girl in my homeroom class. Ooh, Amy goes dang it into her hands. Oh, Oh, we may have some movement here on the leaderboard. All right, everybody up. Lunchbox going to you first. I got Life's a Dance. Eddie? I have Life's a Dance. Amy? I didn't have anything. What do you have? I didn't, ha- I didn't have time to write it down. Wow. I have uh, Trying to Get Oil from a Water Spout. When I was 14, I was John Michael Montgomery, Life's a Dance, 1992. Lunchbox now takes the lead. Oh, my goodness. With one question remaining. I'm an idiot. Here we go. Just kidding. I have to stop saying that about myself. When the sun goes down on my side of town... I'm in. Yeah, I'm in. Please don't get it. <laughs> Five seconds. He's trying to sing the song in his head. Lunchbox plays possum a lot, though. No, I'm- yeah, he does. But he hasn't written anything down. Three seconds. Okay. For the win. Let's 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 hold off and see if Lunchbox can. He put his pen down and slammed it down. <laughs> Are you confident? What, what are you doing? Do you want Lunchbox? What do you have? Oh, neon moon. Winner! Oh my god! <laughs> What'd you watch? Irresistible. 
Never heard of it. Oh, Steve Carell's in it. You should watch it. It doesn't have like the best ratings, which kept me and my husband maybe from watching it, but we thought we were in the mood for something lighthearted and funny, and we thought he would be funny, and he was. Like, I thought it was a funny movie, and it's about, it's politics. You have to be prepared for that, but making fun of it, so as long as you can be lighthearted about politics a little bit. Which we know that's our specialty here in America, (laughs) being lighthearted about politics. Right, but kind of how our system is and... It's it's funny, but then also sad when you really sit back and think about it. Once you got done, my husband and I just sat there and we we're like, golly, so much of that was true. And it, that's really sad, but also funny. I can't wait because Bill and Ted, their new movie. Oh, yeah. Out this weekend, huh? Yeah. 28th. Mm-hmm. You, you excited about this? Yeah, because as a kid, that was my favorite movie, Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure, because I learned all about history through these two kids going back in time to find Lincoln, Joan of Arc. Beat of. To find Beat of and Socrates, Socrates. <laughs> and they find him, but you learn all about him too at the same time. Um, but yeah, the third, and Keanu Reeves is like an adult. And they have to go to find the song. So they have to go to the future and try to steal it from themselves. Yeah, they have kids now, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're definitely right. older. Yeah, Bill and Ted face the music. No rating yet, but I'm pretty excited about that coming out. And it's all on demand. <laughs> so no movie theater. Well, let me just say good morning. Good, good morning. morning to everyone except this thief who stole a firefighter's wallet while he was fighting wildfires. Oh. Ah. Uh. I know. A fire commander in California had his wallet stolen out of his car and his bank account drained while he was fighting the wildfires. Oh, that's wrong. During a press briefing, they said the theft happened while the crew member was taking care of business. Here is the Santa Cruz County Sheriff talking about it. He said he's confident they'll catch the person. I can't imagine a bigger lowlife than breaking into somebody who's helping protect this community, breaking into his car and taking his wallet and then charging up a bunch of credit card charges. And I'm confident we're going to find that person. And when we do, we're going to we're going to keep him in the county jail and we're going to hand that case over to the D.A. and the D.A. is going to hammer this guy. I thought they were going to say, and we find him, we're going to kill him. That's what it felt like I was going to (laughs) say. Holy crap. Uh, (laughs) It probably feels that way. That is so wrong. That's some Yellowstone justice. Yeah. Yeah. I I know it ended season three, but we're on episode four of season three. So it's just getting good in season three. Season three started a little slow. Yellowstone. Yeah, definitely. But it picks back up, Mm -hmm. I promise. The bikers, that one part, that's pretty awesome. The bikers. Eddie, where are you? I'm still second episode. I've started second episode. Oh, my good. I'm not coming to you anymore. Look, man, I'm moving slow. I want to do it, but every time I look (laughs) around. No, you don't want to. You don't want to. If you wanted to, you would. This is why our listeners get mad at you sometimes. How much white? Because I'm not watching Yellowstone. No, because you're full (laughs) of crap. You always say you want it, then you don't do it. Yeah. And then you played lots of whatever basketball games. Yes, yeah, NBA 2K, yeah. There you go. I haven't played in almost a month. I know. Because you've been watching Yellowstone. Stone. That's why. You didn't get off of Yellowstone. <laughs> a Texas groom was shot in the chest at his own wedding party, and even his new bride is refusing to help investigators. What? Officers believe the groom, who has not been identified, was blasted after a fight with one of the guests at the celebration. Both the shooter and the injured groom fled the scene, but the newly married man was found bleeding at the house across the street. He was airlifted to local hospital, critical condition. He was later upgraded to stable condition. This has to be one of the bride's family members, right? That shot him. That's why the bride won't talk. Or an ex-lover. No, I think she'd talk then. Oh. Don't you think it's like the bride's brother? I don't know. Why wouldn't the bride talk if it wasn't someone that she was related to? Or the bride's dad. Yeah. Isn't that a crazy story, though? Yeah. Now pronounce you man and wife. Boom. Ow! Got popped. And then finally... Not to scare you guys this early in the morning, 
but burglars can analyze key sounds to create a replica and then break into homes. What? Uh, really? That's impossible. <laughs> don't, don't yell things like it's impossible. <laughs> I'm meant to read you a story. Security researchers have given a whole new meaning to pick a, picking a lock, demonstrating they can use the audio and signal processing technology to listen to the sounds a key makes when it opens a lock and then 3D print a duplicate from the recording. They could break into your house by simply recording the sound your key makes and then creating a replica. Hmm. Interesting. That's impossible. You don't, you Still you don't know what's possible. <laughs> Seems impossible. Okay. You down with black hair? You down with abolishing the prison industrial complex? You down with puppies? Who isn't down with puppies? You'd be surprised. We're the comedy group Obama's Other Daughters, and we're inviting you to come kick it with us on our podcast called You Down. We're bringing you the same fun vibe we serve during our improv shows in L.A., only in podcast form. Check in with us as we discuss everything going on in the culture and have the nerve to give our unexpert opinions to a lucky listener. Whether it's embarrassing hair stories or comedy fails, we might even talk about ghosts. <laughs> Listen to You Down on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You Down. Your top songs in country music this week. At number three, Luke Combs, Loving On You. At number two, it's last week's number one, Maddie and Tay Die from a Broken Heart. And your new number one is Justin Moore, Why We Drink. Biggest pop song, number one again this week, is Harry Styles' Watermelon Sugar. That whole record doesn't sound like a young kid. It's a really a good record. I think if you didn't know, he was, tw- I don't know how old he is, 25? Mm. It's kind of ageless, because he has a lot of that old sound on it, too. The number one alternative song is Matt Meeson. It's called Hallucinogenics. Harry Styles is 26 years old. Niall Horn is 26 years old. Taylor Swift is 30 and Kendall Jenner is 24. That's just because they they did Harry and then they did People Also Search For underneath Mm -hmm. it. Here's Amy's pile of stories. So there's this meditation and relaxation app called Calm and celebrities have lent their voice to it or they got paid, whatever. But there's celebrities on there and Matthew McConaughey's voice is the most downloaded. It's been downloaded more than 11 million times, and they say that that's what's helping people go to sleep is his voice. Before we begin, <laughs> as you settle in under the covers with your head easing into the pillow, I am asleep. I fall asleep on the air. <laughs> I'd like you to let your mind drift with me for just a minute. Mm. Let's ask the question. How often do we ponder the depth of the present moment? The one we're in. It's interesting. I mean, how often do we I, feel what's happening? With I hate to say this. I just, it's hard for me to commit to meditation. You know, it's tough. My mind just races all the time. I have to fight myself to go to sleep. And anytime, even when I was struggling really bad with PTSD, I would sit on the bed and try to meditate. And I just, it just couldn't catch. And I know it's because I didn't put the work in. 
I know that's all it is. But I like Matthew McConaughey. Morgan Freeman is also <laughs> one that I would listen to. That would be a good one. Yeah. Who else? Is there anyone else on the list? All I have is that Matthew is the one that's soothing millions of Americans. So if you're having trouble falling asleep, maybe try out the Matthew McConaughey on Calm. That is pretty good, though. And I know. I was Once like, he can we hear more? <laughs> Close my eyes. <laughs> None of us told Ray to stop the clip. You meditate at all? I don't, but my husband just started. Yeah, and how's that working? At first, he hated it. And now, I guess because he's been putting in the work, he's starting to enjoy it. And told me that it's like Kenny G on crack. Whatever app he has, he's not listening to someone talk. It's like some must be a saxophone or something <laughs> playing. And it, he does 20 minutes a day and he's been committed and he's done it every day. And I, I went from him complaining about it to him being like, you know, he. if you don't know, my husband loves Kenny G. So for him to describe Which something- Which is weird, by the way. If you don't know, then I must tell you, her husband is Air Force military guy who just happened to play saxophone in the band in like 10th Junior grade. Junior right? high. Yeah. 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 And funny. so he's into it. Kenny G on crack. So he's meditating and all about it. So I've got to give it a try. So Luke Bryan did the whole BuzzFeed thirst tweets series. I don't know what that is. I, I guess the it's- The thirst weird. tweet series? Yeah. it. He like goes and reads what his fans- think about him like in a thirsty way. Is it like a mean tweet ripoff? Yes, okay. but for thirstiness. Go ahead. And so um, he said that some of his fans need to go to church. <laughs> Here's a clip. Mmm, <laughs> Luke Bryan's thighs need their own fan page. You beautiful man, you. I've been cycling a lot. The thighs are quite toned. However, the beer belly is not. I want Luke Bryan to choke me out with his thighs black widow style. My thighs seem to be the subject of a lot of <laughs> sexual fantasies. Thank you guys for that. And, you know, through all this, let's do remember I, I do have music. Yeah. So he was just, it's reading like thirsty Oh, I tweets. get it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. All right, what else? A study has found that face masks make you look more attractive. Because <laughs> you're ugly? Because it covers It hides face. the ugly? <laughs> I just thought it was more so funny that someone conducted a study of 500 people to find this out. And pretty much, yeah, when there was something covering half your face, everybody instantly became more attractive. Well, it's pretty weird, too. For guys, they have to approach girls if they want to approach a girl in a mask. You don't even know what her face looks like. It's kind of like Halloween all year long. Risky. Because at, Hall- at the bar on Halloween, you're like, well, she's a little bit peep <laughs> now, but what the heck is she going to be on Monday? But, yeah, it's a, it's a risky proposition. Morgan, you ever had a guy come up to you while you had a mask on? Yeah, yeah. At a restaurant, it happened, but the, but at that point, I had started to take it off, so he saw my face. So okay. I don't know that it, it worked out that way. And he kept talking, or he <laughs> walked away. <laughs> yeah, he kept talking. All right, Amy, is that it? Just kidding. I knew he did. Uh, yeah, I'm Amy. That's my pile. That was Amy's pile of stories. Oh. It's time for the good news with Lunchbox. Tell me something good. People working at the Taco Bell in Clarksville, Tennessee, were sitting there going, man, why are no cars coming through the drive-thru? We're usually busy at this time. So one guy goes outside, and he sees a van facing the wrong direction, and a guy slumped over the wheel in the drive-thru. And he runs over there, pulls him out. Another lady comes out, and she'd been an EMT in her prior career, starts CPR, and they save the guy's life. Wow. That's crazy. Mm. Just lucky, too, that she had those skills. Yeah. CPR and then gave him a little bit of a shot of Baja Blast. Good to go. But, pff, all right. There you go. That's what it's all about. 
That was Tell Me Something Good. Just a heads up, on Friday of this week, we've now got it set. Colin Ray will come in and be our Friday morning conversation. It all started when I was listening to Little Rock, and I couldn't believe it wasn't the number one most streamed song. One thing led to another. He's coming in. He's going to play this. But he's also going to play Love Me. You got to listen Friday. It's going to be a great show. Don't give up on me. Is he just coming in with a piano, like a keyboard and playing? He's a new guitar, acoustic. Okay. Well, that'll be interesting. (laughs) Because we just hear a piano. Yeah, that's all I hear is the piano. Yeah. (laughs) And I'm not going to let you down. Just wait and see. And then uh, that's my story. I was listening to this the other day on my walk. That's my story, and I'm sticking to it. Come on. That's my story. That's my story. That's my story. All right, so Friday, Colin Ray. Here's a voicemail we got about Colin Ray. Hey, Bobby. Morning, studio. I was just listening to the podcast for today about Colin Ray, and he is very much in town. Um, He actually visits a chiropractic clinic that I used to work at. He comes in there often for chiropractic care. Probably one of the nicest guys I've ever met. Answers any questions you have for him. Super sweet. Always willing to take pictures with anybody who recognizes him in there. Probably, seriously, one of the nicest guys you will ever meet. Love it. Do I bring up the fact that we once had a Twitter fight seven years ago? <laughs> I have to. I have to at least allude to it. See if he remembers yeah. it. Hmm. Wait, the tweet was pulled. His side yeah. of it. I'm excited about this. That's Friday, so you guys be listening for that. Let's go over to Amy now with the morning corny. The morning corny. How do you make an egg giggle? How do you make an egg giggle? Tell it a yolk. All right. <laughs> That was the morning corny. So Colin Ray is this Friday. The next Friday, Thomas Rhett's coming in. He's going to play like four or five songs too. He texted me and was like, hey, I'll play whatever you want. Awesome. And I was like, well, give me a bunch. So the next two Fridays are going to be pretty cool. In the next segment, the question is, Amy's daughter's 13. Should she be able to sleep till noon or 1 p.m.? We'll get to that in one second. That's a that's a hot item. Uh, on the weekends. Yeah. Yeah. Well, no, it's school. No, the answer is. <laughs> I just want to clarify. A lot of people ask me, you know, if I, on the weekends, do I wake up at 3 o'clock in the morning like I do during the week? I don't. I like my natural body, my clock would have me waking up around 11 or noon. Like, you let me get off a few days, I'm sleeping until 11 or noon every day. It's just, I wish I wasn't like that. But, you know, for me, I think that's, that, that's what feels. It's weird how we all are on these cycles, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Your daughter, though, wants to sleep later on the weekends, too. Yes, she wants to sleep till noon or one. Oh, one is so hard for me. But some Saturdays I let her do it, and then others I can't handle it, so I wake her up at nine. Ooh, just Does she like to stay up late? Is that what it's about? Because for me, I would stay up watching Nick at night every night. <laughs> yes. I was watching Patty Duke. Any show that was on black and white and I could learn about old history TV, I was watching it. And so I would stay up till five or six in the morning until I went to Nick Jr., because it goes from Nick at night to Nick Jr. Because that's when the young kids are up. So right when that would break, I would be like, oh, I guess it's time to go to bed at 4 or 5 in the morning. Oh, wow. Well, I mean, she goes to bed, but she doesn't have a TV in her room. So I don't know what she's doing. But she says that she was born to stay awake at night. And that is when she comes alive. I'm on Team Sashira. <laughs> yeah, for sure. So yeah. she does stay up later. And I do see her about 4 o'clock in the afternoon 
she does start to, or five o'clock is when she starts to get talkative and wants to hang out and will do well, things. Well, she's only been up an hour. She's going to have her coffee at <laughs> well, three. I, no, I mean, even in the summer when oh, we were okay. having her wake up, even though it was a weekday, we we're having her wake up at, you know, at least by 9.30 or 10. And she, she doesn't want to talk to anybody. But then in the evening, she starts to blossom. So I get it. We're all wired differently. And I'm trying to respect that. And she's 13. So I was trying to think back when I was 13. Did I get to sleep in whenever I wanted? And it was it's only on Saturday. So what's the big deal? But it just feels weird for me going up to her room at one o'clock in the afternoon. Are you awake? <laughs> like I feel <laughs> like she's missed the day and I'm a bad mom. Or did you miss the night? Oh, yeah. Here's what I would say. As someone who likes to sleep in that pattern as well, as long as she's doing her chores, getting her grades in. Oh, yeah. She's so great. She should be able to sleep until noon or one. No problem. As long as she's not missing something. Like if you want her to go to church and church is at 10, you're not not going in though now, are you? We do virtual though. She wakes up for that. That's why Saturday is the one day that she's kind of, and it was this last weekend that made me think of it because I just kept letting her sleep and it's not I'm thinking about her I'm like should I go up should I oh be cool be cool be cool and then finally I go up I encourage I, you to be cool okay on Saturday if I can she, be cool I, it can be like a treat or like if she deserves it she can sleep in yeah but right the minute she starts slacking elsewhere but she even on Saturday we were swimming or doing something and I was like it's so fun hanging out with you you need to hang out more and she goes mom Every day this week, I go to school, I come home, I do homework, I shower, I go to bed. That's all I have time for because she has so much homework. And practice at home. Yeah. Practice so, at home. She has so much practice at home that, <laughs> and she's so, she's pretty strict about it with herself. Like she doesn't slack off. She's like, hello, mom. I would love to hang out with you, but I'm busy. The Isn't it funny is how different your kids are? Because your son is just everywhere. He's just like, wee. Oh, you say the word homework or practice at home and it's like, you know, he does a 180 on life. <laughs> <laughs> He's like the happiest kid in the world. You say, hey, we need to read for, oh, I mean, and then he just turns into another human. <laughs> well, so, yeah, they're very different. Uh, Eddie, you any advice for her real quick? Uh, I just think they're, like, she's right. I think she's born that way because I'm the slacker around the house. I'm the one that wakes up late. All the kids wake up super early, and I just think they're born that way. But, uh, I mean, my parents, they woke up at noon, too. My mom woke up at noon or one. So, I mean, that's probably why yeah, we're the way we are. Genetic. Oh, my gosh. Every, okay. Everything's genetic. Yeah. So it's weird. I was reading a story about how most people, when they got their first car, they had nicknamed their first car. I'll go first. I, and I didn't really name it after somebody. Did you? No. What was yours called? Old Red. Okay, so it was a name, though. Yeah, because it was old and it was red. <laughs> <laughs> Eddie, you have one? Yeah, I did, of course. But I had a CB radio in mind. It was an 89 Jeep Wrangler, so all my friends that had the CB radio, we had names for ours, and mine was the Red Twister. Yeah. Wait, what, what, you had a Bronco? <laughs> yeah, all red. All red. 1985? The yeah. Red Twister. Uh-huh. Lunchbox, what'd you have? Uh, I had the Honey Wagon. It was a 1985 Red Mazda RX-7, and it had no power steering, no AC, but... I'm telling you what, a lot of chicks rode in that thing. Okay. So That's it why attracted it was called, the honey? It, yes, it the, was the, the honey wagon. Is that there are a lot of people that listen to our show that went to high school in Lunchbox, and they act like he just isn't what he portrays himself to be. Uh-huh. Like zero percent. I get emails. I mean, no, so but- You still do? Oh, yeah, yeah, from people in his graduating class. Yeah, probably from haters that weren't me and aren't <laughs> me. They're, they're mad that, I, look, that, that <laughs> I'm sitting here, and they aren't as cool as me. They weren't prom king or queen. I mean, you don't get to that level without being popular. And some people just aren't there. And they're just, they're still, 20 years later, they're still sad about that. Hey, sorry you got a bad life. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
And maybe, maybe it's because I didn't invite them in the honey wagon. You know what I mean? Sometimes it's dudes. Probably. Yeah, that's the haters. <laughs> or they're mad. At, their girl got in the honey wagon. What can I do? I had an 88 Subaru that I worked all summer to save up for, and it was named Crapo because it was a piece of Crapo. <laughs> it wouldn't start sometimes. Crapo. And I was like, yeah, put the one Crapo. It worked. It was awesome because I, I'd saved up and bought this car, but, man, it was terrible. It was a terrible car. What terrible color was that? Car. Red. Oh, so we all had red cars? Mm-hmm. Well, I, most of my that cars forever have always been red, but I'm just a red guy. I'm so yeah, colorblind. But- red is the one color that I can almost universally see every shade. Yeah. And so between Arkansas being red, the University mm-hmm. of Arkansas, and then just my colorblindness allowing me just to see red, it's always been red. So, wow. Morgan, what about you? Well, I had a I had a black Volvo, and I I call her Volvi. <laughs> Don't That's it was a Volvo. Hey. I didn't really have much more to that. Boy, Eddie had like huh? Nurple <laughs> Twister red. What was yours? Yeah, purple Nurple. Purple <laughs> the red Twister, man. <laughs> All right. Well, let's put a Facebook uh, question up. What was the name of your first car? Did, did you name it? Most people named it. Uh, while we are uh, laughing at, at Lunchbox here, here is Lunchbox. You called a hotel and said what? I wanted to confess that I stayed there and I took soap and shampoo without paying for it. How may I help you? Uh, how you doing today, ma'am? I uh, had a question for you. Yeah, how can I help? I stayed there last week and I have a confession to make and I feel really, really bad, but I took extra soap and shampoo, oh. and, and shampoo that I didn't pay for. Like, I, I, I didn't use it. It's okay. It's not a big deal. <laughs> I mean, I, I need to... <laughs> Like, I went and did confessional and everything, and I, I feel like I need to pay you guys for it, and I just need to know how no, much I need to send. No, that's always complimentary, darling. It's okay. It's perfectly fine. No, it's been all all week. I've just been beating myself up. Like, I was like... No, darling, don't have to beat yourself up with that. It's okay. I'm so Keep sorry. Keep souvenir, you know? It's okay. I mean, if you just, give, okay. me your, if you just give me your Venmo, I can I can Venmo you. I mean, I don't want you... No, you're fine. No, more, you don't have to do all that. It's and you're okay. not going to ban me from the hotel for taking oh, shampoo? Of course not. No, 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 no. We're not going to ban you just for that. Oh, yeah, one of the towels yeah. ended up in my bag. Oh, it's okay. It happens all the time. It's the reason why we buy more. We always buy more. There's always extra. You're okay. 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 I'm not going to get arrested or anything. No, you're not going to do all that. It's okay. You don't have to worry. Okay. I'm sorry. I just, it's been a bad, I've, I've been thinking no, about it all okay. week and... It's okay. Your mind can be at ease now, okay? Relax. Everything's going to be fine. This is the kindest hotel worker I've ever... (laughs) What town was this? Orlando. Orlando? Yeah. Wow, she is so nice. Yeah. I'm shocked she didn't, like, ever waver. Or hang up. Right. (laughs) (laughs) What funny. Nice job. These people try to do the cannonball run, which means you start in New York City... And it's how fast can you drive to Los Angeles? So all the way across America. And so a fake cop car just set the record because everybody thought it was a cop. Oh, nice. Oh, that's smart. (laughs) Outside the box. I think they did that in the movie, too. (laughs) An Audi rigged that looked like a cop car blew through the Cannonball Run record, making the trip from L.A. to New York in 25 hours and 33 minutes. Two drivers that drove almost 3,000 miles, and they just ripped it because no one wanted to get in the way of a cop car. It's amazing. Isn't that funny? That just sounds like a miserable trip, though. Because mm-hmm. do you pit stop at gas stations? Do you run in real quick, then jump back in? Or yep. do you also go in and maybe get a Slim Jim because it's a No, 20... I think you pack your snacks. You don't you have think time. you pee in a bottle? Maybe. Or wear a diaper. Diaper. Oh, nice. That's what that one astronaut girl did from Texas to Florida. 
whenever she went over and... She was, yeah, it was the guy. What was that story? She was going to go and kill her love rival. She was. They were both dating the same guy, and she knew that girl landed at the airport at a certain time, so she drove from Houston to, or well, I guess, Orlando and was going to kill her. In a diaper. Yeah, diaper well, so and had an extra stop. gas tank and all, I mean, all sorts of things. So I'm probably similar to that, but they're just trying to get from New York to California. I would be scared the whole, I would be a terrible criminal because I'd be scared the whole time. <laughs> I would be, the whole time I'm speeding, even if I'm going like 78 on the interstate, I'm like, where are the coppers? Mm-hmm. I, I would, and you're always looking on the interstate for those breaks in the middle where a cop's just sitting. Oh, for sure. <laughs> How do they not hit one single cop flying the whole time? You know, because a cop's going to know that's a fake car. For the most part. Yeah, I guess they just got lucky. Mm. Uh, yesterday we talked about Don't Take the Girl from Tim McGraw. We had a caller on. If you're not familiar with the song, Jimmy hey, get with the program. Come on. You're a little late, but we welcome you. We're inclusive. Any of our new country music listeners, come on. But you should go listen to this today because this kind of made us into country fans that our age. So we were talking about Don't Take the Girl, and the, the caller said, hey, what happens at the end of the song? Does the mom live... Or does she die? Because if you remember, he's singing, uh-oh, she's in labor. The doctor says she's fading fast. The baby's fine, but he, he's got to leave the room. And then you never really find out yeah. in the song. So I said, hey, why don't we try to reach out to the songwriters? So the songwriters, Craig Martin and Larry W. Johnson, both passed away within weeks of each other back in June, July of last year. Whoa. Within weeks? Uh-huh. Oh, man. But Craig recorded this video two years ago explaining the origin of the song. So... This is how the song came about. It was after he was having some record label issues. He prayed to God saying, you can take my record deal or this publishing deal or any of my possessions, but don't take her. And the girl he was referring to was his girlfriend at the time, making him a homemade pizza in the kitchen in a Madison, Tennessee apartment. Hmm. The girl ended up being his wife and mother of two kids for 17 years until he messed it up. But here's a clip. Kind of talking under my breath to God, and I thought, you know, you can take this record deal or this great publishing deal that I had at the time and or any of my possessions that, you know, take any take any of it, but, you know, just don't take her. You know, she was that important to me. And we ended up uh, staying together for 17 years till I had a terrible, terrible brain cramp one time and messed it all up. But two wonderful children together. And in case anybody was ever wondering, that's how that song came about. Oh, wow. wow. So there really isn't... An answer mm-hmm. to the song. In the video, though, it does show that Johnny's wife does not survive, apparently. It does? Oh, wow. I don't know. I was reading different stuff. But um, it was always oh, this year they passed away. So, yeah, this, that's what I meant. This last, wow, really? It would just happen. It's August now? Oh, I thought it was, wow. Um, so, we, we don't know, really. We can ask Tim, though, when he comes, right? But Tim's Whenever. the artist. He didn't write it. Right. I think everybody has their own thoughts. True. But I'll ask Tim. You text him? <laughs> Timmy. Hey, hey, man. Quick question. Hey, what's up, bud? Hey, here's the deal. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure he's been asked that before, right? I'm sure he knows the answer. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know either. <laughs> um, Raymundo says that Eddie, since he's back from coronavirus, is missing out on a big business opportunity, right? Yeah, so with your blood and the plasma, you know you can actually make some cash money with that? 
I've heard about that, but I don't know much about it. I don't know what the plasma does or what, but people tell me, a lot of people are DMing me and tweeting me saying, like, go donate plasma since you have antibodies. Yeah, they'll pay you extra because of those built-up antibodies that nobody else has because we don't have corona. You, I mean, let's do something good with what happened with it and either keep it for yourself or just donate it and get that money. And you can gamble with it. Yeah, absolutely. Basketball playoffs, good time. Did you gamble the whole time you were home? I did, a lot. Yeah, yeah. Sports came on a lot during the day when I was at home. So, yeah, a lot of gambling bones. Is your wife excited that you left the house today to come to work? She is because she finally doesn't have to be kicked out of the house. You know, like, she would wake up, take the kids to school, and then I'd say, all right, you got to stay out until about noon till we're done working. And she's... She was tired of going to parks and driving around in circles waiting for me to be done. Well, finally, Morgan and Lunchbox are sitting on, on each side of you here. How do you guys feel today with him back? Uh, weird. Uh, I came in with a mask on just to see if I was, and I was, of course, the only one, so then I felt bad about that. And Eddie gave me, goes, of course. And I, did, I haven't touched anything near him, but it's still a little weird. Morgan? I feel great. I mean, I have no problems if I get sick. I mean... I guess I'll go home, but I feel good because I don't have to do videos anymore. So. But that's worth <laughs> getting corona is worth that? I mean, honestly, yeah. Yeah. Um, it, no. <laughs> it was that hard, huh? <laughs> no, it was just a lot of work. It's time for the good news. With Bobby. Tell me something good. Jeannie Wilcox and her family were on a boat trip in Lake Michigan, and about eight hours into it, she had something in the water there. She then realized it was a dog treading water, so they rushed to help. She said the dog was found alone and nearly four miles from shore, so obviously the dog was tired and scared and cold. They traveled all the way back to the shore. They scanned the dog for a microchip and found the owners. They then met them at the dock to return the dog to the family, and the family was like, holy crap, we didn't know where he was. Amazing. Out in the middle of the water. And a reminder to chip your dogs. That poor dog. He's out there. That's a great story. Man, you want to make me feel emotional. Put a dog in it. Holy, I love it. Holy man. All right, there you go. That's what it's all about. That was Tell Me Something Good. Here's the decorating drama in my house. We moved houses, and so we're over, and we're just kind of redecorating it, and I'm, I kind of don't care. I'm like, Kaylin, you do whatever you want to do. Have at it. It doesn't make a difference to me. I got my little spots, and otherwise I'm good. This ain't a good work area and a place to work out a little bit. You can make it look however you look. And so she's decorating. She's got a friend. And she comes. She goes, hey, uh, we need to get some like some antlers to put up in the house. And I was like, well, okay, but only under a couple conditions. I was like, you, you can't buy antlers. Ooh, either, nice. either I have to kill it or you have to kill it because we can't be hanging. There's no false valor here. We can't be hanging up some antlers that neither one of us killed. And I was like, and you know what? I hunted a whole lot, and I don't need to eat – I'm fine. We used to hunt to eat, and I'm I'm good. I'll fish a lot, but I don't hunt anymore. And so I was like, I'm not going to kill anything. And so she was like, okay, well, I guess I got to go kill something. And and <laughs> she went to the backyard. And so <laughs> she has it, but then we made the rule of, okay, 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 fine. Let's take me out of it and you out of it. If one generation above us kills it, we can also hang it. Mm. So either her dad... Or, since I don't have a dad, Arkansas Keith. And so, and he's Ooh. killed 10,000 things. Like, he's that, that avid, recreational, loves it. And But otherwise, I just can't let some fake horn. We didn't kill it or we don't know who killed it. I think that's absolutely fake. Hmm. What are your thoughts? Well, 
I, we have a set of horns that were a gift. They're long horns. They were a gift to my husband. I don't know where his sister bought them, but long horns a little different though. You can't really go out and kill a steer, no, right? Not really, no. I mean, you could, but you better <laughs> run quick. Okay. And then I just ordered some African, well, I don't know, weird thing. Well, okay. That, I think gonna, if it's weird though, let's make a little, I think a, if it's a weird horn, that's actually okay. But if you're talking about bringing in like a 12 point and putting it up yeah. or even an elk, if you're going to go to, you know, Wyoming, mm-hmm. you got to kill. And that's what she wants. She wants to put up like some deer antlers. Yeah. I mean, but I It's just insulting to everything I'm from. You can't be hanging up horns you what didn't kill. What if it's from an antique store in the neighborhood? If or it's a, an animal that can be killed, you can't put it up unless you killed it. What? My opinion. Oh, okay. Okay, well, so y'all are going to get one from either her dad or Arkansas Keith? Well, her dad's like me. He used to hunt all the time as a kid. It is not really, like, he's like, hey, if I don't have to eat, I'm okay. okay. So Arkansas Keith, does we, he have any? Because I kill do you one agree. This morning, huh? <laughs> <laughs> I texted him to see if he wanted to come on the show. <laughs> I, and he didn't answer, so he's probably in the woods yeah. right now. Yeah. Getting you some antlers. I mean, I agree that. Horns will look good in y'all's house. However, some sort of antler animal situation. Here's what I'm going to go back to her with, because you have open my eyes a little bit to this. Mm-hmm. If it's an odd horn or antler that we can't possibly kill, okay. where people won't come in and think, oh, look at you, you killed that Zimbabwean wildebeest. Like, no one's going to think <laughs> yeah. that. Right, okay. Then huh. then that's okay. But it can't be something that, that we could possibly kill that we're faking. Gotcha. Otherwise, that has to come from me or her or her dad or Arkansas Keith. We could probably get Arkansas Keith on tomorrow. I feel so. like that's mm-hmm. a good compromise. Yeah. Yeah. And there's one thing that I'm getting better at. It's compromise. Yeah. I was going to say, you better find a way to let her hang the animal because you get to hang your red guitar somewhere. No, not really. I'm you don't? The only guitar that I'm keeping in the bedroom is the one that I literally practice, play and write on. What Otherwise, color is I'm moving it? them. But it's my one guitar. I'm not hanging it, it's just going to sit beside the bed. Oh, okay. That's different. But it's a functional guitar. It's, I'm not hanging it for any right. for, for look. It is every, every guitar I have is red just about, but it's a small red Martin guitar. And I, if I have a funny song idea, I just write it down. Okay. I can, somebody's got to pay the bills. <laughs> yeah. Somebody has to buy the antlers. <laughs> hey, Bones, she's stuck on antlers or is it cool to hang like a fish? What no, you no. Gotta the catch fish it. is not. Gotta no, catch it. But yeah. No, what if you guys go vibe. and get a big uh, striper, dude, and then you hang it around the bedroom? Um, where we are here, you're yeah. not, you, it's mostly just hybrids, uh-huh. and they're not that big. They're just fighters, but they're not that big. Okay. If we were to go back to Arkansas and like Washita, where there are some big stripers, and we caught, and she caught one. Legit. Because my mom had about a forty pounder that she had that mm-hmm. she caught, and but if I, but it had to be me or fish. Yeah, it has to be yeah. me or her because we both fish a lot. Right. We good on this? But it's got to yeah. be big, right? You can't hang those little ones. Well, yeah. it just depends. So, for example, like a a, a black bass. Those aren't going to get 30 pounds. Mm-hmm. If you get a seven pounder. <laughs> that's like the little singing fish. Yeah, that's a, that's a that's a nice mounted bat. Yeah. You know, all fish are different compared on how big mm-hmm. they normally get. Hmm. What do you think, Lunchbox? I think you have to kill it. You pawning it off on uh, Caitlin's dad or Arkansas Keith is the cheap way out. It's sissy. <laughs> well, I'm not going to kill it. <laughs> right. So well, the, I, Caitlin's going to get out there and she's going to kill the, one. The, compr- the, the, the compromise that, that, was to let there be another generation. That was the compromise. Yeah. I think it's like you teaching her the value of a dollar. If she wants to go out and earn it by killing <laughs> she's it, not she a can. Child. Yeah. <laughs> she knows the value of a dollar more than I do. Then she me. can come and she can go kill it and she bring the antlers home. Buying antlers of anything you can kill is. Uh-uh. So is that a pride thing? I'm trying to get as to why you can't have a, 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 
a so the way a deer it is. or a whatever. Okay, okay. okay. Horns. What if you walked into my house yeah. and I had a bunch of all-state baseball trophies and I was like just decorating and you're like, oh, did you get those? I was like, no, oh, I bought I those guess, from a garage. I guess thing. I just don't. I see the, the horns as more of a, or any type of antler situation as a, Decorative. I don't. I right. grew up. It That's wasn't where the decorative. Difference. Like I don't see it as a trophy mm-hmm. or a prize. People's houses were trophy cases. You would walk in and see okay. everything yeah. they had mounted. Well, that makes sense. I guess it just depends yeah, on how trophies. you grew up. Yeah. Man, my dad has one in his place that my grandpa killed. It's a pretty nice buck, I think, with mm-hmm. like lots of. I lots of points. Yeah. Amy's doing points <laughs> with her fingers. So if if I inherit that from him and hang at my house. You're fine with that. Yeah, it's passed down from generation. I'm okay yeah. with that. You should put a note on it that goes, didn't kill it, though. <laughs> <laughs> Great grandpa killed it. Because I do want, I will hang that in my house one day. I think that's okay. Not soon. Yeah, I think that's okay. Yeah, okay. You, I'm going to tell you, you listeners, I'm looking at the camera right now. You're going to tell me, you're going to get on Facebook and you're going to rip me a new one. And I'm okay with that. But you can go to Facebook now and put your opinion down there. And you can you can let us know how you feel. I think they'll agree with you, man. I really feel like there might be a lot of people on your side. I didn't. Yeah. Get it doesn't it. matter what side I'm on. <laughs> there aren't a lot of people on it on Facebook. It's funny. It's true though. It doesn't matter. <laughs> that place. Ugh, it's almost like you don't write anything unless you're angry. <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, go to Facebook. Uh, Bobby won't show Facebook page. <laughs> All right, guess this sound. This is from a video I saw posted on Facebook. It's got about 250,000 views right now. It's a woman filming her son. They're out at the lake, and they appear to have an encounter with an animal, and they can't stop laughing. Now, the animal they're talking about is not a cat. Okay, I'm going to play you the clip. Is it, and I'll give you the options first, a large frog, a baby raccoon, or an armadillo? You're going to hear it here. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh. oh my goodness poor baby what do you think that is is it a large frog that's a is a large frog b a baby raccoon or c an armadillo okay amy a baby raccoon lunchbox i got armadillo Eddie? Bones, I'm going to go with large frog. I feel like I used to hear that when they get eaten by snakes. I would find them because I'd hear that noise. Well, it is a large frog. Oh, yeah. Here's the clip again. Play play that again. So oh my frogs God. all make different sounds. They can chirp or peep or cluck, bark, grunt. They can do all the stuff. Only one species makes the ribbit sound, mm-hmm, and I that's native that. to California. So it's the one sound that sound engineers recorded for movies, Wow! which is why we go, all frogs go ribbit, ribbit. Interesting, man. Just because they were in California, that's the frog they could record. And now, you know what's loud at my house? Are the cicadas. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. What's that? The, 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 the what's chirp? It's like, it's, it sounds like you probably think it's a grasshopper or a cricket. Mm-hmm. Oh. Or, but it's the cicadas are loud. And then they're on the ground. Then you see them on the ground all over the place. I think they all die at once. Are those ones that just like fall out of a tree? Yes. Dead? Yeah. Uh-huh. That's it. Okay, I saw yeah, one yeah. yesterday. I uh, got a lot of feedback yesterday, uh, positive feedback, about me talking about uh, Caitlin's parents in town. Listen, I love them. But a lot of people were like me. They were like, well, we never expected to have good feelings about the relationships with our, we'll call them in-laws either. But I just, ne- I just always assumed that was going to be just something that I would just have to gr- just grip my teeth and be like, all right, but actually enjoy hanging out with them, which is weird. Uh, 
as a, as to what I was conditioned to think. So a lot of listeners that agreed said so they felt the same way. Yeah. Like they went into it kind of negatively, but then they're like, oh, wow, it's actually pretty cool. Yeah, it's not all bad. I have a good relationship with my in-laws. I talked to him yesterday, and my father-in-law actually just got done reading your book, Fail what? Until You Can't. But that's not what it's Don't. called. That's what he called it. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you messed up. <laughs> no, but it was cute. He said he read. Uh, I sent him that 1945 book that that we interviewed um, Chris Wallace. Chris Wallace mm-hmm. about it. So I sent him that, and so he was telling me he's like read that in a couple days. Great book. I really enjoyed it. He goes, you know what other book I read it was uh, Bobby's uh, Fail Until You Can't, and I thought it was great. He really puts it all out there. And I was like, oh, yeah, fail until you. He's like, yeah, 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 fail until you don't. But I thought it was cute that he that. Oh, nice. So how do you get that book? I don't, I mean, maybe, I, my mother-in-law probably bought your books when they came out. Mm-hmm. She's super supportive. So probably she had them because I had only sent him the Chris Wallace one. We have these books. By the way, I don't, does he listen to the show? Sometimes. I appreciate you reading that book. Thank yeah. you. I just, you know, I'm always amazed when people will read anything I write and be like, man, that's great. Um, but it's uh, if you want to buy it, you can. It's called Fail Until You Don't. It's on Amazon if you want to check it out. Um, I have a book. I have these bookshelves in my house. You've seen them, right? Like up tall, and they're just yes. all empty. And it's like 10 bookshelves all across a wall. All, and I have books, but I don't have near the books to fill this thing. So we're going to have to go out to like use bookstores and just buy a ton of books to fill it. Because I have a lot of books, but it still only feels like one-tenth of this whole wall of bookshelf. Is that cheating? No. <laughs> okay. No, it's decorating. Just making sure we just had the antler talk. Yeah, yeah. That's what I was so. about to say. So you're fine with books that you haven't read being put on display, but not a animal that you haven't killed with your bare hands. Yeah. Okay. We're going to the house. We've only lived there for a little bit. And the neighbor saw us driving in, so she ran over and gave us a whole bunch of cookies. Oh, that's awesome. Do you eat random neighbor cookies? Yes. I did. Okay, go. <laughs> yeah, I think it's fine. I crushed them. So in that, pro- I didn't know any of my neighbors where I lived last, but it was nice this lady to come over and bring us some cookies. How's it going with your neighbors? They're good. We've had a loaf of bread delivered, some cookies. So that's been nice. And then met another neighbor that we won't really see that often because they're a little bit further down, but I guess they have a dog that is um, likes to bite people. And they just wanted to let us know right away that if they we see the dog approaching us, we just have permission to just kick it. What, <laughs> what on earth? <laughs> Wait, so, how did this conversation come about? That if, that heads up, we have this dog, it bites sometimes. So before it gets to that, if it gets close to you, just kick it right away. You, there's permission. Like all how the other neighbors. How big is this dog? The wiener dog. Oh, a little wiener dog? Kick it. <laughs> you're going to punt it across the okay. field. If the wiener dog comes up to you, what are you going to do? Kick it. You I are going to kick it. I don't know. How do you? That's basically what they said <laughs> is what you do because you're going to get bit. So you just kick it and it'll go away. So before it bites you, kick it. <laughs> I just think I would let it try to bite before I would give the first kick. Uh-huh. See what it does first. Yeah, let right? me. I know. I feel so bad. I haven't, luckily haven't had to, but I mean, I feel bad knowing that I might just have to kick this dog. Have you seen the dog in the neighborhood? And I had to tell the kids, kids, you got to kick it. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sure the kids are like, okay. Now they're kicking every dog. (laughs) I've just seen it in their yard, in their front yard, but not, we haven't had to deal with it, but I guess it's like a thing. Uh, Another neighbor told me about it too. (laughs) Here you go. You see that dog, you know what to do. (laughs) Kick it! (laughs) 
That is fun. I, and it's because it's so bizarre. Mm-hmm. It's the moment we go, right. hey, we got a dog. If you see it, just kick it. Right. <laughs> it's almost like it's probably going to bite. So we just try to like get ahead of the bites by yeah. kicking it first. Yeah, right. Bye, everybody. The Bobby Bone Show. In this time of pandemic and revolution, do you find yourself frustrated at high levels of corruption and inequality? At our inability to get basic things done? At the persistence of systemic racism? You're not alone. I'm Baratunde Thurston, author, activist, and comedian. Our democratic experiment is at a tipping point, but which way we tip is up to us. Listen to How to Citizen with Baratunde on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Dear Young Rockers Season 2 is a raw, honest, strange, and entertaining story about finding yourself in your early 20s and a lifelong relationship with music. It's hosted by me, Chelsea Erson, and is executive produced by Jake Brennan of Disgraceland. Dear Young Rocker comes to you from Double Elvis Productions and iHeartRadio. Listen to Dear Young Rocker on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.